Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a palace right here. The late night flight is paid for by the following. Time to play the game where we find out who's capping. It is... game where we find out if this is the bull Nassua, new rule, co-producer Smarts Co. What's good with you, bro? I'm chilling, bro. How was you? How's everything with you, man? You know what? Honestly, it don't even matter about two of us because like you know, I was in Orlando mm -hmm. last week yes, sir. having my fun, but 50 miles in the south, going to Miami, Florida. I don't know if it's actually 50 miles, but you understand the point that right. I'm making. Right. It was a big, 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 big collapse. Like, was this a hotel? It was a condominium. It was a condominium. So it was a place where people actually lived. Like, it wasn't like, you know, people lived there. They had families. So it was people's dwellings, like their residence. So Now, this is ridiculous because we all know that Miami is built on Cubans, Haitians, and cocaine. But this That's does not mean that this building should have literally been built by cocaine. Like, how does it just fall in the middle of the summer? Well, so the, the building... And, and, consider, and considering how old buildings actually are yes. that still exist to this day, yes. the building is not technically an old building. They got buildings in Miami that's been around since the 20s, you yes. know, yes. That, that are still structures that are still standing. Yes. So from my understanding, um, and I'm not going to be an expert, I don't, I'm just going by what I hear and what I read, right. that sand, yeah. I mean, on salt, water, and heat is really, really corrosive. And so water mm -hmm. was coming into the garage mm -hmm. and it corroded the rebar and the cement and the metal and people were inspecting and it would, they were just kind of letting it slide and they didn't address it. So they was having contractors that were coming in to do certain jobs and the contractors were saying, look, before we could even do anything, you guys have to fix this because it's horrible down here. It's bad down here. Residents were taking photos yes. of pillars right. in, in the garage that were, you know, very severely damaged or whatever, what have you. So it, it, it was corrosion. You know, it was so close to the ocean. Yeah. High tides, king tides, they say it would come in come into the building. So it was always water just constantly coming into the building. The fact that there was people that was being discovered four, five, six days later, it reminded me of the 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 second Batman movie, like the newer ones. I think it was The Dark Knight Rises, mm -hmm. the one with Bane. Mm -hmm. And they had the police down, you know, down right. underground yeah, for like about, what, a good two, three weeks. Mm -hmm. So now you're telling me you got people that's basically underdwelling down there just trying to get up back to the surface? We don't, we don't know. We hope. Like, we hope there's people that's still down there that's alive yes. and waiting. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, we've seen situations in Haiti with the earthquakes yes. and 9-11 and, and, and yes. stuff where people were in rubble and they survived for long periods of time. So I'm just hoping for those miracles that there are people and we're praying for them that yes. there are people that are still alive and we're, we're just not going to have bad news after bad news after bad news. So we just wanted to put that out there before the Absolutely. show even starts, man. To anybody that lived in that condominium, you know, our best wishes to you if you're alive. Well, yeah, that sounds crazy, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. We're just saying that we want every single person that was there to be alive. Absolutely. And if you're not found yet, I hope that, you know, these first responders, second, third, fourth responders, they're out there trying to save lives. And, and we also, you know, can um, send our condolences to the families yes. um, that have lost people 
in the collapse. And, you know, once again, to those first responders, yeah. I can only imagine yes. what you guys are seeing, what you guys are feeling, what you guys are going through. So we're all the way up here in New Jersey, but we feel y'all pain. Absolutely. Let's right. start the game. All right. All right. So this one is a little different because I'm going to do most of them from the BET Awards. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Here we go. All right. So. During the most recent installment of the BET Awards, former country artist and current rap artist Little Nas X kisses a background dancer, a male background dancer, at the conclusion of his performance. Smart Side asks you, is it the bull that if Britney Spears kissed a female background singer instead of Kevin Federline, she would have gone AWOL, pregnant, and non-existent in pop music? Oh, wow. I'm, you know what? I'm not even going to touch that, man. People can kiss whoever they want to kiss, man. I mean, I mean... It was a big deal when she did it, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, saying that maybe she should have kissed the woman she wouldn't have had a baby. Oh. <laughs> so for that reason, is it the BS? <laughs> it might be a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> See? So I see you started. You crazy. I Shout you. out to all my gay Americans. I absolutely, got you. Absolutely. I got you. Happy pride. I got you. I got you. All right. Here goes the next one. Here goes the next one. During the most recent installment of the BET Awards, the first version of Will Smith. Or you can say Will Smith is the first version of this person, Queen Latifah, mm. accepted the Lifetime Achievement Award. She thanked her son and her partner, who is a woman, and ended her speech with a simple peace and happy pride. Smarts, is this the bull that Fox, as in the TV network, Fox, made Queen Latifah a straight woman on Living Single as if black Americans could not handle watching a black lesbian couple on TV in the 90s if she starred in the in the show Living Single? Facts. That is the bull I'm just saying, Facts. none of us believe that she was having sex with Tretch. Just because she acted that on Jason's lyric Facts. and did it again on Living Single, none of us believed it in Facts. the first place. Just keeping it real. Facts. If you ask me, I thought she was having sex with Moni Love the whole time. Facts. The whole time. Anyway, doesn't matter. She's a queen. We all know what's Absolutely. going on. All right, here goes the next one. Here goes the next one. It looks like WAP stands for winning and pregnant if you ask Cardi B. <laughs> okay. The recent Grammy Award winner has debuted on the BET Awards her new baby bump during a live performance alongside her husband Offset and the other two members of Migos Take Off and Quavo. Smarts, is it the bull that Cardi B complained about men lie, cheating, and stealing tells women to empower themselves by not worrying about these wacky ass then turn right the fuck around and have a second child with the Styles P version of Migos and not even the Jada Kiss version of the Migos. Wow. There's some hypocrisy going on in that. Some Thank you. That's all I wanted to know. That's all I <laughs> wanted to bit. know. I'm just saying. Hey, man, you can't put a stipulation on love. You can talk all it's easy to say. Mm-hmm. She went off on offset the first time he But shooting. it's easy it's like this goes I mean this segment might be a little long mm -hmm. but all them ladies that be listening to their single friends mm -hmm. that ain't got no man mm -hmm. Cardi B mm -hmm. telling y'all to do one thing mm -hmm. but offset <laughs> offset another one <laughs> another one <laughs> and finally and finally according to CNN IKEA 
has unveiled LGBTQ themed sofas. Okay, these are LGBTQ. They keep adding letters. LGBTQ themed sofas for people who identify themselves as non-binary, asexual, I'm sorry, non-binary, asexual, transgender, lesbian, and gay. Smarts, I ask you. Smarts, I ask you. Mm. I ask you, Smarts. Mm. Smarts, I ask you. I ask you, Smarts. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. I ask you, is it the bull that my black gay brother has one, two, three, four, five sofas to choose from? Meanwhile, my thank you white Republicans for making Juneteenth a national holiday chair is still on pre-order? You ain't gotta Whoa. answer that. Whoa. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Listen, it's all good. It's all good, gay people. It's all good. But here's my thing. Here's my thing. There is a gay black man somewhere in America that rather be just gay. Because guess what? Police ain't over here trying to f- with a gay black man. You know why? Because they going home to one. Thank you. F- you. Bye-bye. It's a bunch of us. I'm a head in the colony. Hold on. Everybody on their mountain, everybody marching for a young nigga like me to get tsunami on it. I'ma get it, I'ma win a baby. I'll be on my curry till I crash a bird. 40 on the tech. Yeah, I'm acting nerdy. If it's at the appellation to the appellation, I'ma do whatever that it takes to make a black nation. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sweets, and I'm your chief flight attendant. On behalf of the pilot and the entire crew, welcome aboard the late night flight. And here is your captain, the Now River of New Jersey. The pilot of Tuskegee Training, the greatest Henny Badger who has ever lived, the creator of Black Pilot Radio and the Late Night Flight. Here is the victorious one, Nasor Nuru. What up, my passengers? We are first in priority and will be departing in five minutes. We appreciate your business. Again, we appreciate your business. With that being said, this flight ain't cheap. Donate to the Cash App dollar sign, the late night flight. It might be a little turbulence, but we are predicting clear skies on our way to our next destination. But before we do, do us a solid. Give us a like on our Facebook page. Follow us on IG to click the link tree in the bio. Chirp at us. Why don't ya? On Twitter at the late night flight and you can catch all 51 episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, The Late Night QR Scan, wherever, wherever, wherever podcasts are available. Now let's take off. Welcome back to The Late Night Flight. Nassau, new rule, co-producer Smarts. He is on the show all day long on this episode. Hey. Very, very happy for that. Hey. Y'all can check out my man Smarts World at Facebook. He has his own Facebook page. Of course, on IG. He's big on Clubhouse. If For all my underground artists or even independent artists or even sign artists that need consultation services to make sure you are on top of your game, let me tell you something. Smarts has not only produced, published, write, for, uh, I already said produced, but he has done so many things for uh, hip-hop acts R&B acts in the Northeast. I tell you right now, he's done a lot for me as an artist, as just a man, period. You know what I mean? This dude right here is like like the black version of Mike Skrzeski, like Coach K. You know what I mean? Check him out. Check him I'm out. always here to help, man. Thank you for the, <laughs> I thank you for the, for, the, for the introduction and the big up and everything. I'm just here to help, man. The, y'all sound, can just follow me on Instagram. He sounds sound like one of the white coaches that be boosting on the loader, right? He be like, listen, you need a house? 
What you need? No, I'm just joking. You know I do real estate. You need, you need a park. You need a place. What's good? Talk to me. Yeah, I got an apartment vacant right now that we're trying to rent out. So that's what I'm talking go, about. You know? hey. The plug of all plugs. All right, so check me oh, out. Let's go. I just heard that Chad Moss was at karaoke night, or was it that little Bow Wow had a versus with Soldier Boy? Which one was that? I thought it was Chad Moss doing karaoke. No? Okay. No, it wasn't It, it was Bo- definitely Bow Wow. Yo, let me tell you something. When you got a grown 32-year-old doing 16-year-old raps, it's karaoke night. I'm bro, sorry. I'm just keeping that real. Nah, bro. I'm just keeping I ain't that real. To hear it, bro. He, yo, those was number one hit records. It don't matter if he was two years old. Michael Jackson, when he was doing his concerts and he was hitting you with the stuff he was doing when he was 12, nobody batted an eye. That's true. That's true. That's true. But it seems so he, sad. He can't help it, bro. It just he, looks so you know sad. What he, you know what he told Soldier Boy? What I don't got to rap Boy. no more. He don't. So, so. He don't. Right. He While don't. you was out there doing the book, like, he yeah. don't got to rap no more. So, I'm, I wasn't mad. Like, he, he didn't have to have nothing new. He, no, no, he, he didn't. Re- he retired early. He younger than me and retired. How about that? How about that? To be a child star getting it like that. He got it. Now, mm-hmm. let's just mm-hmm. talk about the actual verses real fast. Okay. Real fast. Right. So I'll give you what I saw because I only saw 10 minutes of it. I watched the whole thing, but okay. That's why I mess with you. That's why it gets down with you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So check me out. So what I saw was, in my opinion, just opinion, mm-hmm. the best looking, best presented verses so far. And I think that's because of the pandemic loosening up. Facts. People was there. Like it was an actual there. live crowd. Right, like yeah. this, this looked like a pregame of the BET Awards out there. Right. Real, you it know did. what I mean? No, I did. So right. it looked like a real show. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they brought like so when the when they brought the guest out, like it just looked like it something. was like a production. It was a real, it was a concert. Exactly. Right. I remember watching, like me personally, I went to go see at um what's that place? PNC Arts Bank. But oh. PNC, the art PNC Arts Center. Okay. That's down like by Asbury Park. Okay. I saw the Lil Wayne versus Drake battle. Mm. You remember that? They had a tour where it was like Lil Wayne versus Drake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he would do one of his old songs, like Lil Wayne, Lil, I mean Lil Wayne, Lil Drake. Lil Drake be like, oh, that's some old stuff. Like, get, get, get into this scene. Mm-hmm. It was wild. I liked it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So that's what I saw from Chad Moss and Soulja Boy. Mm-hmm. With all that being said, of course, Bow Wow won. Yes, he, he did. He has better music and he presented himself better. He did. Um, I still think that I don't like the matchup. I get the matchup because one has childhood hits and one was a legit childhood star. I get the I get the matchup because of the I'm the first one mm. argument. Okay, okay. Soldier Boy is always the first one to do X, Y, and Z. The first one to do X, Y, and Z. They did have real issues back in the days too. They had disagreements. They, you saw that little fake little, yeah. they probably was the first internet beef, right? Mm-hmm, when you mm-hmm, think about mm-hmm, it, they was the first looking That's tough on, on the, they both looking tough on the cameras. So for all the people that were like younger than us, um, that that were growing up with them, yeah. this was a big deal for the people that was yes. growing up with them. Yes. Me as an older dude, I was still like, uh, I mean, Bow Wow was still a kid to me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And then Soldier Boy was even more of a kid only time I really turned up to Soldier Boy was in the club. I didn't turn up to Soldier Boy in the house. But I did turn up the Bow Wow on MTV. Yes. I did turn up the Bow Wow on my TV screen. Yes. I didn't turn up the Bow Wow in the club. Never. So it was I'm the first kind of thing. Bow Wow was a young star. He had a lot of number one hits. The yes. first child, he was yes. breaking a lot of records as yes. the first child, child Like child rap artist. Yeah. Rap artist. He's the prince of hip hop. I got to get So. 
I could see the matchup in the I'm the first argument. Now, me and Smarts agreed that the best verses that we both have saw was Bounty Killer and Beanie Man. Absolutely. That was the best one. Like, just yes. from a presentation standpoint, the music, the performances. The energy. The energy. The cops coming in and they shut, <laughs> kicking the cops. <laughs> 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 they kick the cops out. You don't want to be that guy, do you? Yo. That's what I'm talking about. That was it's, real. It will never be another versus like that ever again. Imagine if they did it live. Like, if they had the same platform. It would have been in Jamaica, that's with what like I'm a sting, like like you know how they do the sting festivals or yes. how they do. Yes. Yo, it would have been. They wouldn't. Have, they would have never left, bro. It would have been like a five six hour <laughs> versus, bro. It'd have been so like it'd have been lit. People would have been drunk, tequila, Jamaican rum, Listen, bunch, bunch of bunch of regular smoke. Just would have been out there. It'd have been a great been, time. It would have been a great time. So let's use these last four minutes. Mm. To uh, oh, as far as this segment, okay, to do our top five verses. Here as far go. as we're going to fantasy book five verses that you would want to see personally. Okay, they have to be living, they okay. have to be alive. And okay. and and you know what? I'm going to hate on you right now. That Diana Ross thing, <laughs> it ain't happening. All right, no 90 nope. year old people. No disrespect. Nope. All right, you know what? Fine. It don't matter. It kind of matters. We, we had yo. We had we had Patty, bro. But but pa Patty still singing, and, and, singing and, though. Diana on, Ross man. is watching Blackish. You understand? I hear you. You understand? I hear you. I'm just saying. But when I give y'all the verses, y'all gonna agree with me. Let's start with yours then first. When we start with, since we talking about Diana Ross, yes. we want to start I said, I would want to see a Diana Ross mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and Beyonce versus. The only reason why I say that, because those two people yes. are iconic women of their time. They definitely are. On, on another level. I'm talking about global pop level. They are. No, you know, no they can go it. hit by hit. Beyonce is going to be very respectful. Yes. You see the Diana Ross influence yes. on Beyonce. Yes. We can even just do a, uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, um, uh, uh, a collage. Of the hair dudes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Versus I just, dudes. I just don't think Diana Ross wants to shake her hips no more. She'll have her. She don't have to. She'll have a fine she's ass Diana daughter to do it for her. Hey, B, she's listen, man. She's Diana Ross, bro. The she records is, is gonna speak for themselves, bro. The Beyonce will dance for her and do the Diana Ross dances but, for her. Can you go to the next one? You you said everything right. All right. You said Migos, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Perfect. I like that. I actually they actually are the same group. Sort of. It, sort of. Right. Sort of. Sort of. Sort of. And for me, it would be the battle of the production, bro. Mm. It's not even the fast rapping in the bars because every single one of them get busy. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. It'd just be the beats, bro. Like, when you hear the Bone Thugs beats versus those Migos beats, like, that, I think, from a generational standpoint, the younger ones is going to obviously be biased. But people that live through the both of them, they understand what I'm saying. Let's go to the next one. Like All right, that. cool. So... I I I, I want to say um, Daz Dillinger mm. and Primo. Now this on is a, a pro on a production, right? Producer side. Mm. Now, could you tell the the listeners a couple of hits that Daz Dillinger is 
responsible for because I think he did he did he did um he did most of Tupac's joints. He I didn't did, know that. Did a See, lot of I Tupac. didn't even know that because a lot of people he, that think Daz Dillinger they think Dog Pound from the Rip. They don't even think right. But a lot of the records that the Dog Pound was on, made Daz beat, was right? making them. So are you telling me he's the West Coast version of Havoc from Mob Deep? Pretty much. Like, would you say he's a better producer than Havoc from Mob Deep? No, no. They, I wouldn't put them. I would, I wouldn't put them up against one another. Okay, because they, they both are like raw. They real raw, gritty. Got it. From their town. From their town. From their hoods. I'm like, just thinking. They the I'm thinking the similarity. Not to cut you off, bro. I'm just thinking the similarity only because they're both from a two man group and they're the producer of the two man. Yeah, group. but 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 Daz Daz catalog on the low is like. He was in a right place. He was at Death Row Records. Like he was at a right yeah. place where a lot of records was being made, and he was yeah. the one making a lot of those records. Yeah, and, and he probably got to have the two my ambitions. From. My ambitions as a rider is Daz Dillinger, bro. Yo, hold up. So, if you, my man, my man, hold on. All right, we about to go to the number one for you. But after you just told me that Daz is far beyond a better producer than having. Now that you told me that, are you serious? Shook ones. Shook ones was hard. Stop it. I, I don't, I don't, hard. I don't want to go through it with Chip you with that. Hard. I don't want to go through. I don't want to go. It's all right, through. man. You're a New Yorker. I, I get it. I get <laughs> I wanna, it. I don't want to do that. You right. It's not fair. It's, it's not. not fair. It's, it's the wrong type of argument it is. to have, bro. You right. You're right. It's the wrong type. That's the right, so, number one. All right, come on. Let's go. <laughs> um. So, so uh, I had a few more. I can't even remember the other ones because those are the two that stuck out to me. I ain't gonna lie. So far, these the, the four. KRS One and J, bro. Woo! The Battle of the Blueprints. The Battle of the Blueprints. That's it. Ladies and gentlemen, the captain has turned off the fasten seatbelt sign, and you may now move around the cabin. However, we always recommend to keep your seatbelt fastened through the trials and tribulations while you're seated. In a few moments, the flight attendants will be passing around the drink menu as well as the brunch menu. We only have chicken or waffles or both. So choose wisely. And thank you for flying the late night flight. Welcome back to the Late Night Flight Nassau New Rule, co-producer Smarts. Before we get into our discussion about the Pudding Pop Man, I just want y'all to know I was watching. I was about to say I was reading. <laughs> Sound like I was watching. I was watching this post from a sister named Antoinette Tony Williams. They had a riding for rookies, beginner level riding class. They're riding the dipstick, all right? But I want, I want you to look at this. So you're going to hear some of the background, America, but check this out, Smarts. Look at this. <laughs> Look at this one lady right here in the gray. Like, she twerking as if she's in the club. Right. Look at this. Look at this. Don't get me wrong. This is a single man's dream to just walk in his class and like, hey, what happened? Right, What's right, going on here? Right. But ladies, I just want y'all to know that you got to ride the real thing in order to learn. Can you do it like that with a... Nah, I ain't going to do it. I mean, but could you? I ain't going to say it. <laughs> I ain't going to lie because I see a lot of women that be twerking, pop-locking, doing all that Megan Thee Stallion stuff and then when they get on the you-know-what, they making the pony. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right, they right. They making the donkey and not that type of donkey. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like a jackass. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> also, <laughs> also, Smarts, did you check out the new verses? I know we was talking about Chad Moss doing karaoke but did you hear? I, yeah, Bobby Brown and Keith Sweat do the verses. I, why did they do it so soon though? Like that was like an undercard. It, I mean, you know, like it is an like like it's crazy. Anyway, continue. continue. It's a, no, no, you you're right about it's that. Like wow, they just slid that on in there. They slid that on in there. But I will say this: Keith Sweat and Bobby Brown are two non-singing hit makers. Word, word is born. And Bobby Brown, 
if you want to be real about it, yes, it did. was Michael Jackson in the 80s, but right under Michael Jackson, it was Bobby Brown. The bad boy. The bad the boy. First, the original bad boy. The original bad boy. Yes, sir. Going around, knocking them. You know what I mean? All your, you just hide your, <laughs> hide your wife. Don't leave your, <laughs> don't leave your girl around me. <laughs> don't. Don't. Ugly as hell, but don't leave your girl yeah, around the me. Dance move, the pelvic thrust, all the thrusting. <laughs> I do what I want to do. It's my prerogative. <laughs> he was the first one throwing his crotch all in your, all in your mother's face. What? Or your, or your grandmother's face, oh, depending you know on how old you are. Michael Jackson didn't do the crotch move until late 80s, early 90s. No. Bobby Brown was sweating with his shirt off with his crotch in your mother's or your grandmother's face. It depending on how old you are. <laughs> Let's just keep it a bean. <laughs> so, Black America is in a divisive or a divisive, however you want to use that mm-hmm. word. They're in that state right now because yeah. America's pudding pop, Bill William Cosby himself, mm-hmm. is out on bail, fresh out of jail, California <laughs> dreaming. Soon as I step on the scene, I hear the hoochie screaming. Don't make me, don't make me laugh. Feeding for money and alcohol, the life of an East Side player from Philly. This all the balls. Bro. Yo, so. Yo. <laughs> don't make me laugh, bro. Uh, in West Philadelphia, all the balls. Sure, bro. Look, we're not trying to. Look. No. Yeah, no, tell him, tell no, him. no slight to the victims. Yes. We're not trying to make poke any fun to anyone that was victimized by anybody. You know what I'm at saying? At all. At all. Not at all. At all. It, we are divided completely on Bill Cosby being free. I'm Correct. telling you, there are some black Americans that's like, I can't believe the American government system has done this and let him out. And then you got some that's like, yo, pop a bottle and a Quaaloo, my homie is out. Yeah, well, it's crazy, It's bro. crazy. Why Why are black Americans are turning their head, you know, they're turning their head around like they don't want to see the BS that, in no disrespect to Bill Cosby, bro, you did some BS. Yeah, he did. He admitted to some BS. Now, now, so, so, all right, so this is the this is the huge conflict mm-hmm. of this whole mm-hmm. thing. You know, we heard something that we was not supposed to hear. Right. Legally, procedurally, right. him admitting to giving a woman quaaludes, yes. et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Whether it was a party drug, whatever excuse people want to say. It's a sleeping drug, but he, keep going. No, people used to take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Popping, no, like people I get popping Zannies and all that stuff right now. I was just saying that back then. based on what the drug is, the drug is a sleeping, sleeping pill. Dr- it's a sleeping pill. It's a sleeping pill. That's that's all I was just putting out right. there. Doesn't make it right or wrong. I'm it just saying what it is. It, it's not a Zanny. It's not a Roxy. It's not an ecstasy. It's not, but people but people used to be like, yo, you want to pop yeah. some? And they would pop them. So exactly. it's like so like people party and they pop zannies and they do all that stuff now. They was doing that back then. Exactly. Now whether he did it and he put it in a drink or or you know like that 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 all of that. Well, he did that. He admitted. That, no, that's so. what I'm saying. Yeah, no, so that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but the justice system broke their own rules to catch him. Yes. So that's the whole conflict. We know he did it. And the victims and everybody is like, oh, that's messed up. But you also can't give somebody immunity, make them admit to something, and then throw them in jail for it. You can't. I know. I know. It's just, it's one of those, it's one of those things where 
in my opinion, this is just my opinion because the late night flight is about speaking on America's absurdities. And if it's this absurd. And if this isn't absurd, then come on now. That's right. Here's, here's what's absurd about it. What's absurd about it is white government, and matter of fact, screw the government for a second. No, dis- no disrespect to the government. White NBC yep. said, you know what? F- you, Bill. We got to move for you. And on top of it, this is how you know this country is ran by a whole nother hue. Because mm-hmm. this man, they know how big and important this man is to black America. Facts. They know, oh, they f- no. Absolutely. They NBC knew that sh- 1987. They said, yo, yo, we this, oh. yo, this is the one. We yeah. gotta keep him no matter what. Mm-hmm. They put him on the board. Right. He was on the f- board. He was the token on the board of NBC. Right. Now, they didn't like Bill Cosby for whatever reason, as time go on, they found the move. Bam. Cause and let me tell you something. When you reach that level of executiveness, I guess we want to use right. that term, in my opinion. They all got something in their in their closet. No, of course the Me Too movement tells you a lot of a lot of people went down. A lot of powerful dudes went down. Right up in the upper echelon of quote unquote of that industry. So. Here, here's my point, and, and 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 I feel bad that I'm about to say this, but it's it's real to me. I feel as though if Black America can just wake up. And just all being unison on one thing, whether they all agree that what Bill Cosby did was bad, or they're gonna all agree and say, leave Bill Cosby alone. Please, black, I'm talking about black people. Right. Don't okay. be divisive about this. We're gonna all be on one case or all be on the other. Now I'm gonna be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I love Bill Cosby. This man, as far as what he did for television. You wouldn't hear a Dave Chappelle, even though Dave Chappelle is way different than what Bill Cosby wanted to present. Eddie Murphy, Kevin Hart, you would not hear these type of people if it wasn't for Bill Bill Cosby. Cosby. I'm just keeping that real. Yeah. I want to put that out there. No, I'm just saying. Absolutely. I'm just just giving the man his credit. Right, right, right. However, however, if you ask me which side do I stand on, it's not that I stand against Bill Cosby. I'm just not with the BS. I mean, you heard him admit it. He can admit it all he wants, but I'm just saying, yeah. what he admitted garnered jail time. Right, but you can't send somebody to jail if you say, yo, just tell me. We, we ain't going to send you to jail. Like, you can't do that. I'm not... So, so, that's, so, so, but, so that's the... No, no, no. Right. That's the whole debate. Like, how the justice system treats us in general. That's a clear indication whether he's guilty or not, I don't think is the question. Mm-hmm. Whether whether he should serve jail time or not isn't even the question. He mm-hmm. should like if he was he they the, the evidence that they got mm-hmm. they took him to they put him on a trial yeah. and he got convicted. Okay, so is he guilty? Yes, yes. But procedurally, they shouldn't have told him. Gation that gave him immunity. That's all I'm saying. So that the justice system does not work. But now you can say, does the ju- does the justice system work? It's like you you put up evidence against somebody that killed somebody, and then DNA or uh, like a, a um you find out that there was a false confession, right? I get or that. something like that. But he did it though. I understand. 
I understand. But when we look at all these different cases on how we get jammed up and how we get tied up in the justice system, they shouldn't have promised him immunity. Because if they would have, if they wouldn't have promised him immunity, he wouldn't have admitted to it. Why did he, why did they release him in the first place? They released him because in a deposition that they did for him, they told him that he would not be criminally prosecuted for whatever he says. You know something? And then, and, and they took that evidence and criminally prosecuted him for it and sent him to jail. So that's what happened. So NBC found some way just to lock this little, sorry. They ruined him. They ruined him. They ruined him and locked him up. Yeah. Whether he did it or not is it, it like, that's no question. He admitted to it. But for, for them to get him, for those folks to get him to admit to it, they had to make a promise that they probably shouldn't have made. Is you that- NBC. You know what? F- you NBC. I don't even mean to curse. No, <laughs> f- you. Because you know what y'all did? I'm going to tell you what y'all did. Now that he's released and everybody, you know, the rich people in the world are going to look at Bill Cosby as normal Bill Cosby, the same way OJ Simpson is out and he's just yeah, OJ now. Yeah. So hear me out. Mm-hmm. You know what they did? They put, he now he has a criminal record. Now he can't get executive type jobs for the rest of his old life. That's what they did to him. Mm-hmm. That's what they did to him. Right. That's all they did to him. I mean, the man rich as hell. He don't need he to don't do anything. Need he don't need it. So what? You know, there's a lot of. Uh, I don't want to talk about this too long, but yeah. there's a lot of conspiracies about, or a lot of talk about what he was planning to do. You know, uh, buying a network and doing all that, and they yeah. didn't want. They was. It was all of that was built to jam him up. And, exactly. And. and and whether I believe that or not, whether anyone believes that or not, it, the way the way he was handled yeah. was wrong. Even though he did it, like <clears throat> he said he did it, but they treated him wrong into getting him to admit that he did it. I understand that, and that's wrong too. So now, Bill Cosby, this is what you're gonna have to do, player, because unfortunately, you can't put your name behind a new black streaming app. No one's going to F with you. No. So this is what you're going to have to do. I'm going, I'm going to give you an idea. There's two things you can do. There's a streaming app that has new black shows. It's called All Black, BLK. You can buy them out. Or, or you can deal with traditional cable. There's three different black American stations. Two of them, I don't even like them. You got Bounce. Okay. You have Aspire. Mm-hmm. But the one I want you to buy is TV One. What the f***? This that pile of f- right here. We got a pop-up music and merch event July 17th at the Multiverse Studio. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. By the usual suspects, um, if you ain't there, you are obviously in the wrong place. Unless you're in the hospital, that's different. I'm gonna give you a pass. But if you know, ladies, fellas, if you ain't doing that on the 17th, please pull up on us. We're gonna have a lot of dope vendors, a lot of different things. We're supporting, you know, black-owned businesses, having people coming out, making connections, and having a good time. We have an after-party going on in the studio. Right after the event, so there'll be something you do not want to miss. So if you have the time, July 17th, which is right around the corner, please feel free to pull up on us, come support, come show love, come have a good time. I don't agree with it, but look, uh-huh. at this point, if you go, if you making, on the flip side to that, if I'm making millions of dollars, and one of the only stipulations for me to make this money is to not smoke weed, guess what, I ain't fucking smoke weed. Exactly. Exactly. I'd rather be rich. I'd rather be rich, not smoking, than a broke smoking all I want. I'm just saying. Welcome back to the Late Night Flight, Nassau Nuru, Charlie Rock. You know what that means. It is off the court time. We're going to be talking some sports real fast for y'all. So check me out, Charlie. Uh, first things first. The Milwaukee Bucks have defeated the Atlanta Hawks 118-107, to Game 6, to advance to the NBA Finals to face Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and the Phoenix Suns. Um, I don't have the spread yet. I don't even know if uh, Anthony DeCoupo is going to be playing game one. This is a return for both of these teams over 50 years for Milwaukee. And then for Phoenix, they haven't been there since the one and only Chuck, Charles Barkley himself, uh, got to got Phoenix to the NBA Finals where they lost to Michael Jordan and the Bulls in six games. First things first, I have to admit, even though you said it would be a little easier. You were right. You were right. Atlanta did not have no one else that could score the rock except Trey Young. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Middleton dropped mm-hmm. 23 points in the third quarter. Acted up. I believe Drew Holiday either had a triple du- triple double or he flirted with a triple double. But they they seem to be a fair duo in that game. Just tell me your thoughts about Milwaukee's run in the playoffs and what do you see them doing versus the Suns in the finals? Well, first and foremost, shout out to Milwaukee for actually making it to the, to the finals. Because for one thing is for certain, uh, Milwaukee's not a place you want to live. No disrespect to anybody who lives out there. That's <laughs> horrible. But, you know, I think without having Giannis on the court, it allowed other players to open up the game, which means that Brook Lopez can now occupy the space in the middle, which allowed him to be the dominant Brook Lopez that we know from Brooklyn and not be a three-point shoot- shooter that's sitting in the corner. So that actually opened up their game and it allowed Chris Middleton to attack and allowed Drew Holiday to attack. And I think it worked in their favor, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy they did. 
they got a tough task ahead of them dealing with the Phoenix Sun, which is another place black people shouldn't live, but that's another story. Hold up, hold up. So why you have an issue with black people living in Republican Phoenix, Arizona? You say that one more time? Why do you have an like issue you, with black Americans living in Republican Phoenix, Arizona? Because you just you just answered your own question. One, two, and it's hotter than a mother. No reason. <laughs> if you live in Phoenix and you black, shout out to you. But that's not where I want to be. But, you know, much respect to whatever you like. I dig it. I dig it. So, I have, I'm not even going to lie to you, I have a gentleman sweep going on. Sons, uh, I got the Suns beating Milwaukee wow, in five games. Five games. And what? Five games. Hit so me here's up. the deal. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I'm gonna, I'm my, my only thing I'm just saying, the reason why I'm saying five games is because I do not know when Giannis is coming back. I know everybody going to be like, he's going to be back game one. I just don't know. They may do the, let's save him for game two. Game two. And, All right. And, and that's where I just feel like that might be one game too late. So let's say this. If Giannis is back, I and a Bucks play to their potential, I feel the Bucks six. Okay. You said that's, the that's Bucks, Bucks and six, you said. I would say Bucks and six or seven. Bucks and six um, or seven. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Paul got hurt because it seemed like the gods is against him. Like, this man went through LeBron James, COVID, and he got to the NBA Finals. If he don't win this year, he might he going to have to wrap it up, pack it up, and go home. Because that means Jesus don't want you to win at this point. And um, that's, where, but, that's where I'm at. I'm just letting you know. That's why I'm saying the Suns, too. It's like Chris Paul done did so much in his career. It's like, right, yo, so, he wants to, he needs this. He wants this to validate his career, though. But go ahead. Right. He, he needs that. But I think the Bucks are, are a, overall a better team with more weapons. But it depends on... Bucks are great. They're not coached very well by Budenheiser. So if he doesn't make adjustments, they will lose. But mm-hmm. if they play the way to their potential, I think the Bucks will this out 6-7. And that's only if Giannis is playing. Because he will be the X factor. Because Drew Holiday and Chris Paul match up very well. Chris Middleton is, a, is the scorer. And obviously, you know, Devin Booker is going to put up his number. So to me, the X factor is who's going to be able to stop a garden. Okay. This is going to be the key to this to this series. Okay. If he's healthy. I'm not but knocking that. But if he's that. not, right, but if he's not, then we got an issue. If, okay. if Giannis is not playing, I say Bucks, I would go Suns and five. No problem. Five no problem. I was going to say my X factor is obviously DeAndre Ayton. I do not think Brooke Lopez can defend this man. That's just my personal opinion. Wow. Uh, let's wow. go. Let's go to the next topic. Let's go to the next topic. So, at first, well, I'm gonna give you some quick '80s news about what I read about the Boston Celtics. But let's go to the what's going on recently. So, white power Boston, Massachusetts has kind of right. let go of Brad Stevens. Gave him a bump. So so now this man just got promoted. I don't care what y'all say. A coach, yeah, that's a great job. But when you get, pro- yo, you're the president of basketball operations, you basically just got promoted. So. Right. You run, you running, you running everything now. Exactly. So he's no longer the coach. Six seasons, he had 354 wins, 282 losses, 38 playoff wins, 40 playoff losses, and two all-stars in Tatum and Brown that don't necessarily like him. Now. He winds up getting to be the head of basketball operations. They they uh they hire Emmy Uduka, uh African-born player. He's from, I believe he's from Oregon, though. 
Uh, played seven right. years in the NBA, was on five teams, averaged five points, three rebounds, one assist in 18 minutes per game. So I did my research, bro, You, as you can tell. I thought this was the first time, I thought this was the first time in my lifetime that this has happened where a white basketball coach got promoted for being a suck coach. That's not true. So the Boston, Boston actually did this with a black person. So Casey Jones, who used to play for the Celtics when they was, you know, when they when in the 50s, when they won like eight straight championships, those days, right. he winds up being a coach, um, I believe in 1983, won two championships as a coach with the Larry Bird led Celtics in 84, right. 86. But then he winds up uh, leaving in the 87, 88 season and then wound up uh, having a job in the Celtics front office. From 88 to 89, but then he resigned to join the super, uh, the Supersonics, the Seattle Supersonics. I was about to say the Seattle Sonics, but the Seattle Supersonics as an assistant coach and a basketball consultant. So in my right. opinion, I, when I thought about that, I said, hold up. They they didn't want him to coach no more, maybe because they stopped winning championships and maybe they, they run was over because that's when Jordan was about to, you know, Jordan was about to start taking over around these mid 80s. So maybe right. they maybe they got him out of there, said, yo, you could work with us for a little while. But he didn't want to work right. with them anyway. He just like, ah, you know, I'm just collecting some checks, mm-hmm. collecting some checks. Oh, Seattle want to with me. I'm getting up out of here. I'm going to do my mm-hmm. thing. So now right. my, my, my white man antenna is even more high. Because I'm like, because you know, today's money in the NBA is nothing like the money in the in the 80s. You know what I'm saying? At, at all. At all. You know what I mean? So it's like, yo, this man got to have a mediocre basketball career as a coach in the NBA. He gets promoted. Right. I'm like, yo, I haven't seen so much white privilege since your boy, James Dolan, <laughs> hanging out with Isaiah <laughs> Thomas. Go ahead, bro. Talk to me about this. What's going on? So, so, so we've known this has been going on in the NBA for a while. Actually. Yes. Um, Boston has been one of the places I think to, to, to have the first um, I think they were the first team to start a black player and then the first all black star fivers in Boston if I'm not mistaken please go, you know, don't kill me if I'm wrong but um, I do believe there's a lot of undertone things that goes on behind the scenes in Boston like so if you ask me my conspiracy theory on this I think what's going on is this so we all know Boston can be a racist place to live. That's one. That's number one. And I think what I think what's happening is some things are starting to come out that in order for it not to affect Danny Ainge, he, he had to resign. Like you hear players wise speaking about how how rough it was to live in the Boston area, to even be like a wife to uh, uh, one of their players saying like it was it was rough for them being there, all the hate and, and the hate speech and, and the racism that they endured. So all of this stuff started to coming out underneath Danny Ains and it seems like they wanted to sweep it under the rug. But people were starting to this was starting to pick up traction and I think the only way Boston figured it would go with you know what, let's get rid of Danny Ains because if this comes out, we can say we made the best possible uh the best possible decision for us. And they let him go, and this is why they gave Brad Stevens that job. Because there's no way Brad Stevens, first of all, he went to the Eastern Conference Championship with no Kemba and no and no Kyrie, with Jalen with, with with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and then it seems like you regress every year since then. And then you get a, a job to be a, a president of basketball operations. That don't make no sense to me. So I think what happened was, for one, I think Brad Stevens. And this is no disrespect to Brad Stevens. I think 
he's a great basketball mind, but at the same time, I think he lost the the, the players lost their faith in him. So at this point, I think it's it's more of the fact that people were starting to hear these rumblings about how crazy it was to live and be a player in Boston or to be a black family in Boston underneath underneath his regime, and they and you know they had to make changes. And they gave Danny Ainge the option to either step down or walk away because they didn't want to fire him. And that's what happened. Last, last question. Get you out of here. So, here's the thing. I got a lot of jokes about Shikari Richardson in cannabis. Right. I really do. Before I get into her, though, I, I do want to hate on the Olympic Anti-Doping Agency. And it's not because of her. It's because of another name that just got... That just got banned for five years. Her name is Brianna McNeil. Okay. Mm-hmm. Brianna McNeil is a hurdler. She's an Olympic, she's the 2016 Olympic champion in the 100 meter, 100 meter hurdles. And right. because she didn't want to tell the anti doping uh, agency about her abortion that she had in 2020, because they, they, as you know, they moved the Summer Olympics to 2021 because of COVID, because of what happened with right. the pandemic. So, right. She look, look. That this is a woman's issue when it comes to abortion. I am not a doctor by no stretch of the imagination, so I don't know what drugs that she took in order to make sure that. Because mind you, this is a world class athlete. When they when they wind up have making that decision whether they want to keep a kid keep or they do an abortion, exactly. Right. You know what I mean? They got to still your life in your career. Exactly. So she she made a choice. She did that because she thought that. She had to go do the Olympics in 2020. They moved it to 2021. Long story short, whatever drugs that she wound up taking or having to be a part of this, the whole uh, procedure with the abortion, now she's banned for five years, bro. Five years. And now we're yep. at this sister Shikari where cannabis just got added on in 2021 to the, to the banned substances for the anti-doping agency. Now, look, I'm not going to lie. I'm... Unfortunately, I grew up around traditional black people. And I know that if I walked into my home after I got kicked out of a college because I was smoking weed, let me smoking tell you weed. something. Ain't going to be none of them. Oh, it's okay, Nassau. It's okay. It's right. going to be whoopings, Bibles thrown Ass. at me. No, not whoopings. 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 Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Whoopings, all type of lacerations on my body. I'm over here looking like the passion of the you know what. All right, I'm just keeping it real, and I'm not here to to bash the sister. Like that's that's none of that's not my place, none of my business, anything. All I'm saying to you is two things, Shikari. Like I, yo, I don't even matter of fact, I don't even know what to say to you. I actually just want you to know that as a man that has smoked out a lot of women in my apartment. Yo, I got you. <laughs> like, why you not? You don't got nothing to do lately. You know what I mean? Like, other than Hold train, up. pull up pull to up. the crib. Pull up to pull the up. crib. Get some good greenery. Good greenery. You know what I'm saying? My man got some great Relax. gummies. I got well, whatever you need. Let me stimulate your mind, Craig. <laughs> pull up. Pull up. Listen, I don't know if you listen. Pull up, smoke, hang out, and chill. Uh. If she say no, I wouldn't press the issue. Because for some reason, she look like she could fight. I'm just going to put that out there. We're about to get to our next destination. But before we do, we strongly recommend to drink responsibly and pass that bong to me. You feel me? <laughs> I got bars. Oh, and give us a follow on Instagram at The Late Night Flight. And give us a like on Facebook, The Late Night Flight. And thank you for flying. 
the late night flight. What up, my passengers? This is your captain speaking. So, before I get into this dope interview with my homegirl, Angel Blue, please make sure you follow her on Instagram at I am Angel Blue, B-L-U. And check out her business page, Blue underscore sweets. She got some really good pastries for y'all. Y'all gotta check that out. Tastes amazing. But here goes the interview with Angel Blue. Remember, this flight ain't cheap. Please donate to us. Dollar sign, the late night flight on Cash App. And thank you for flying the late night flight. Welcome back to the Late Night Flight. You are live, Nassau and Nauru at Multiverse Studios. And with me, I have a musician by way of Hillside, New Jersey, a voice of an angel. And not because she is an angel. We're going to get to that in a second. But she also has an album out right now, Angel Blues Dance Remix. Go check that out. She's also a owner of a side hustle. And I'm going to tell you about that in a second. She is Angel Blue. What's going on with you? Hey, what's up, y'all? I love your energy. Thank you. <laughs> you always shining and smiling. Where do you get that positivity from? First off, let's just talk about that. Well, I'm just a jolly person. The world is too negative to be, you know, to add on. You have to, you know, just give that positivity out. And then hopefully you could brighten up somebody's day. So. Wow. So you just wake up in the morning like, oh. No, no, no. I'm not going to say like You just be that, like, oh, but... <laughs> racism. No. No, come on. It's too Yo. much. No. No. Buy some pastries. <laughs> Come on. Let's talk about that. Tell us the name of your uh, of your pastry business. What made you start it up? How long have you been doing that for? Okay, so the name of my uh, pastry business is Blue Sweets. Okay. And I started this during the coronavirus. Of course. And I was like, I need a hustle. You know, it's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stores are closing. Yeah. I'm like, at first I was very like skeptical of doing it and stuff because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to get support or how much is going to like, you know, flourish and stuff. Right. But I started it and people hit me up. I started making cakes. Um, One time for Mother's Day. Yeah. I think it was last year I had to make 12 cakes. 12 cakes? Oh my gosh. So you was in that stove. You was in that kitchen yes, just hot. I was hot. All yes, night. Yes. Just 12 hot. Cakes. Under pressure. Right. <laughs> so how long does it take for each cake for you to make like for one cake? How long does that take? Well, I want to say an hour okay. because it's not just making a cake. You have to design the cake too and stuff. That's my favorite part. So, oh, like wow. designing the cake. So, you one of those that get the Gucci bag and now, you can cut I'm it not up. there yet because oh, okay. I don't have the right stuff yet, but I'm starting. And I do eventually want to open up my, you know, my business and stuff like while I'm singing. Right. And then, yeah. I my own restaurant. Now, are any? I, I hope I'm not getting you in trouble with your parents or anything like oh, that. No, no, but no, no. are are, they, are any one of these uh, pastries CBD? Um, actually, before I no, recently I started making edibles. Oh, okay. But I took a break from it. But yeah, I, I want to get more into tune with it. I want to start making different stuff. Like, yeah. Let me tell you. My favorite color is black, but one thing about my apartment uh-huh. is blue. Really? Yeah. So, oh, that's so dope. let me tell you. Um, a female friend of my, well, I can't say she's a friend. She's an associate. She's a really good person. Mm-hmm. I just don't know her like that. She's from gotcha. out of state, and she was just talking about how blue is just this exceptional color mm-hmm. of wealth and royalty. Right. So when I heard about your name, blue, and you wear uh-huh. you wear the blue hair, uh-huh. blue. <laughs> Eyebrows, like you yeah. just be all into it. Like, uh-huh. do you get that same feeling when you rock blue, or, or is it just because you just this is your name and I'm just going all out with it? How does that work? Well, honestly, my favorite color ever since I was a child was blue. Okay. And stuff. And I've been wearing blue hair since 2014. How about that? Exactly. So when I do feel blue, it's kind of like an alter ego uh-huh. of my real self and stuff like that. It's like, 
oh, when I'm versus my real self, I'm just like, you know, my regular self. And then when I'm Angel Blue, I'm like, I'm ready to perform ah. type of thing. So, so yeah. So, so when you see uh, Miss Shakari Richardson, you be like, go ahead, girl. I see you. <laughs> got the orange. I got the blue eye. Oh, yeah. We, we about to, we found three more colors. We hey, some yo. Power Rangers out here. That's Power right. Pump girl. <laughs> chill, chill. Or oh, you find one more girl, be a pop-up right. girl. I got you. I got you. That's what's up. Tell me about this dance remix. Because when I first saw you perform mm-hmm. uh, behind your band, Black Rose, mm-hmm. I said, wow, she has she has a ballad-style voice. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. And then I saw you at your second, third, and fourth show. I'm like, hold up, she be dancing too? <laughs> hold up, I ain't know we was getting a... A Rihanna Chris Brown rendition. Hey, I like that. I'm just saying. I'm talking about entertainers. I'm talking about performers, performers. Uh-huh. We're not talking about the office day stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. man. But anyway, but no. So, uh, what's this dance remix about? Why did you want to put together just this dance remix for people? Mm-hmm. What's that come from? So, um, I actually started dancing before I started singing. And a lot of people don't know that. Like, if you know me from my town, some people know me as a dancer. Some people know me as a singer and stuff. So I kind of had stopped for a while and stuff. And I was like, oh, I kind of want to start dancing again. Like, because that was like not my first love. Because singing has always been my first love. But that's when I actually started getting into dance first. But when I was like, oh, I have like a couple of songs that can sound dance, like where you could dance to and stuff. I'm like, why not just make a dance mix and stuff? And I did it. And I had a club beat. I have a house beat. Yeah. And um, what is the other one? I think it's just, oh, uh, Mancha Bitches, which is just like a, a pop beat type of thing. So I was like, I'm ready to dance. I'm ready to show my dance moves and all that stuff because I've been holding back so long. And then, yeah, I just made it happen. Your roots coming up as a child, as far as your musical roots, mm-hmm. is it more house? Is it just old school R&B? Is it club? Which Which one is it for you? Actually, it's hip hop. Oh, that's wow. where I started dancing. Well, I, well, my roots kind of is not none of that stuff. That I learned this like when I was in high school because my mom is like a gospel singer. Oh, okay. Like she sings in the church. My my father was more like on the dancing side. He was um, I think he was into like house music. I okay, guess. right, Something right, like right. That. that old school, that old house school house music. Yeah. I want to thank uh-huh. you. Right. <laughs> Father, exactly. For shining your light on me. Yeah. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm hey. sorry. This, this your interview. This your interview. I'm no, sorry. No, okay. I'm sorry. I'm song. sorry. I be vibing. I know uh-huh. that it happened without you. Uh huh. Sing it. What? Without you. Ooh. All right. That's enough. That's enough. It's such a long time. I gotta uh, get my man voice. It's such a long time for me to happen. Uh huh. All right. Oh, yeah. All right. I had you in the back. Like. <laughs> I know. Hey. <laughs> Yo. That's what's up. You know, the next time we have an interview, mm-hmm. let's find a song that we could just sing together. Okay, karaoke let's style. do it. Matter of fact, hold up. What, what's a song? Like, I, I gotta find a song that I may know. Like, like I right, let's do a um, like a, a song from a sitcom. Do you know any song from a sitcom? She's like, I don't watch TV. I mean, I do, but I don't really watch TV like that. Like, like, all right. So you know what? The next time we come on, I'm gonna like find lyrics to like Family Matters. Oh, okay. Or different strokes, and then we'll just sing it. Like, you know, as days go by, Uh it's a different love of the family. We gotta do that. Yep. I've been telling you that. I want you to be one of my first guests when 
uh, when I do the visual show mm-hmm. and I want you to perform in front of your band, Black Rose. Oh, let's do it. How did you, like you and Black Rose, how did that all start together? Because oh, wow. Jers told me, Jers told me this is your band that you founded this band. Uh-huh. <laughs> so how did this work? So the way it happened is, um, at first, I didn't really like working with bands and stuff because I kind of wasn't that confident like with a band behind me. I'm like, I have a show track and this is what it is, uh-huh. blah, 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 blah. And Jersey <laughs> been telling me like, yo, get a band, get a band. And I'm like, oh boy. And I wanted to, if I was going to get a band, I wanted to build from the bottom with them. Like, I didn't want them to be, like, famous already or have their stuff all together. Not saying that that's not a that's a problem, but I just wanted them to build, like, all of us build together. Right. So, um, the drummer, he lives around the corner from me. And he was like, you need a band? You need a band? I'm like, <laughs> oh, boy, no. But I was like, yes, at the same time. So, um, me and him linked. He had some people. I had somebody, too. Yeah. And we just was like, let's just throw something in my garage. That's where we started at. And we're just going to play and see if it worked. I got a mic. Everybody bring their instrument. It was yeah. about four of us. Yeah, I think it was about four of us at the time. And then from there, we just became family. Like, that's, that's it's just a, it's a family now. So You work, and I'm going to ask you this one question. Uh-huh. Do not be upset with me, oh, all right? Because no, no, no. it is a man-woman type of question, okay? <laughs> so hear me out. Okay. You're at Multiverse Studios. Mm-hmm. You're with BBS Entertainment. Mm-hmm. You, although you are exceptionally fine, uh-huh. you are the only woman that is here. <laughs> how is that like for you? Um, and and how welcome? Because you know what? Because I will say this: I believe, and I'm, I'm just going off observation because mm-hmm. I'm my own man with my own flight. That's called the late night flight. I just right. come in here and record people, and I go do my other things. Mm-hmm. I see that the men, everyone treats you like either their big sister or little sister. Mm-hmm. You are you. You're like your family. You're not just a woman right. in our eyes. Mm-hmm. So do you do you do you see that for yourself? Like yo, I, when I walk in here, these are my brothers. It's yeah. all good. It's never no mm-hmm. crazy type of weird energy, vibe between yeah. the men to the mm-hmm. energy in here like that. Do, right. you, do you see? Of that? course. Like when I started around this, I was about twenty one, maybe. So like. It's been a built like mm-hmm. my family has been involved in the beginning and stuff like that. So I always felt comfortable. I never felt like anybody was trying to like push over or some weird energy and stuff like that. First of all, I would have did that in the beginning anyways. Like <laughs> that's a dub. But yeah, we just build as a family. Like I treat them as my my brother, or my family or my friends or whatever. Yeah. And then we just keep it the way it is. Like so it's no weird energy at all. Thank you for flying the late night flight. Shout out to all the pilots who contribute to the Fastest Rising podcast. If you want to contribute, DM us at The Late Night Flight. Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a pilot right here. 